One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, we are Kim and Penn Holderness. You may know us from those videos your aunt shares on Facebook and YouTube, <laughs> uh, like the Christmas jammies and all about that base. Those people. Yeah, a little quick videos, two or three minutes long. They're meant to make you laugh. This is a podcast, a little bit longer and meant to make you laugh, but also maybe make you think a little bit. This is the real us, the non-Christmas jammies us. And the- we're trying to become better people and we're bringing in really interesting people to help us out with that. We'd love it if you subscribed and left a review. Until then, enjoy the show. In today's podcast, we are interviewing Dave and Rachel Hollis. They are a couple crush of ours. They have two of the most popular podcasts on iTunes, best-selling books. The productivity is inspiring and also very frightening to pen. And we asked them to help me, and they did, and I'm still processing it because they are smart, and they've made me look at myself in the mirror, and I am scared. For right now, Penn is in the fetal position, <laughs> but uh, we'll take you to the podcast, and you can hear why. Hollis are here. <laughs> that was that was unbelievable. I've never in my whole life gotten an introduction like that. And hey. anybody who worships Beyonce as much as I do uh, um, is a friend for life. Same, so thank same you. girl. I'd like same. to apologize to everyone who worships Beyonce. <laughs> Also, Penn said that there's a reason I haven't done a Be- we haven't done a Beyonce parody because I don't think you should. I watched that video like three times beforehand and then, yeah. then as motivation. Yeah. And then my, my body temperature came back down and I wrote the song. So yeah. 
yeah. good. By the way, um, I gave Penn the note about 91 seconds ago. And so I know. to have written the full verse in that time is a credit to he your genius. Has, Congratulations. Yes, he has a wicked set of skills. Yes, very random set of skills. So, And I'm going to explain that in a bit. So I have three proclamations I'd, I'd like to make before we formally introduce our, uh, our guests, Dave and Rachel Hollis, who we have massive uh, uh, crushes on. So... Um, I, I, first of all, this is going to be Kim. I, I like these guys. Yeah. And this is weird for me. I listened to two of their podcasts. I now, that's a record for any <laughs> self help I've ever listened to because I hate self help. I need, I need help with it. I need he someone to help me with it. So Kim asked me to watch the DVD of The Secret. Like eight years ago, <laughs> and it was not read the book, watch the DVD. And oh it, I thought that'd gosh. be easier. And I it thought was that'd this be easier. Woman with like brain waves coming out of her head in the yes. car, and so I actually made up my own anti-secret theory of lowering your expectations, <sighs> you and then you'll just be happy. So anyway, personal growth not my jam, and this is going to be interesting. Number two, proclamation number two. I need to say this to Kim because there are going to be some moments where they're going to say something where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And Kim is going to want to flick me in the face <laughs> because she's been saying this over and over again. Yes. And I need to give credit to Kim for all things in perpetuity. You've been telling me all this stuff for a long time. Yes. And I apologize if I tell them it's a good idea. Okay. Love it you. came from you. Okay. Because you guys know how that happens. Oh, yeah. All okay, good. the time. Okay. Right. And number three – um. Have you guys ever uh, gone to the dentist and the day before you flossed your teeth like three times and you brushed your teeth and you got like – For or, the first uh, time yeah, in a month. Like, use mouthwash because you thought, oh, I'll go there tomorrow. It'll be fine. And the dentist is like, no, your teeth are awful. They're bleeding everywhere. I, I kind of did that yesterday when I started researching them. I listened to three, two of their podcasts um, and I downloaded Cozy and I <laughs> – and we're going, we're going, and we're on, going a on a date night today. So. I, I got a text message. I was like, do you want to go on a date tonight? So, and I was like, oh my God, yes, I, I do. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just, I've been listening to like, yeah. the Hollis's have two podcasts. Yeah, anyway. But throwing myself in front of the bus, this was all done in the last 24 hours and I need a lot of work. That's okay. my favorite thing. Yeah. 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 So okay. Dave and Rachel Hollis are wildly successful in their own universes. So Rachel, she's the author of several books, including the bestseller, Girl, Wash Your Face, which I read and I loved and I shared it. And by read, I mean, I listened to it on Audible, which is how I actually read books. Uh, she had a she has a global media company. Dave was the head of global distribution at this really tiny company called Disney, and he quit his <laughs> and he quit his job to now work with his wife. And they have. And they have like two of the most popular podcasts in all of podcast land. It's insane that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time and doing this. Oh my gosh! So, thanks for having. Welcome. Thank you. So we're gonna stop talking now. And first of all, ask. And my my dad asked me this all the time. He's like, "What what exactly do you do?" <laughs> he yeah. sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. He yeah. Sounds so like, yeah. what would you say you do when you meet people at a cocktail party? What do you tell them you do? Wow. Yep. We should know the elevator pitch by now, probably. <laughs> the most simple thing I think to say is we are working in the media space to bring tools to people to help them make their lives better. Yes. Bam. Yep. That feels Bam. right. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that it's probably um, 
interesting too. It's it's ways to make your life better in the areas that we have done the work. So I feel like it's important to say, and I will like stand on this mountain forever and ever until I die. Like we're not an expert in anything. All we are ever doing is telling people what worked for us in the hopes that either what worked for us might be helpful for you or that it will at least prompt you asking yourself better questions about how you could get past some of the stuff that you're dealing with. Something we have, we have a couple things in common. So Rachel, your dad was a preacher. Penn was a preacher's kid as well. Oh, nice. Um, so, so, so some preacher kid stories, I'm sure. But Dave, you quit your job to come work with your wife. Uh, Penn had a, a less fancy, but still a fancy job. He was a big fancy evening news anchor and quit his job to come work with his wife. How's that going so far for you guys? <laughs> We're 10 weeks in, and we still like each <laughs> oh, other and make out regularly, so nice. good news on that front. Um, it's actually been a thing that we've talked about for four or five years, so it's not even that's it's like so much a new thing as much as the experience of every single day working together and hanging out is a new thing. Um, I came out of a space where... I worked at the best media company on earth with the best people and the best product. And in a weird way, that combination at the time where I was crossing from my 30s to 40s wasn't creating a challenge in a way that was fully utilizing my potential. And I was asking some bigger questions about why I was on this planet and if there were potentially other ways that I could show up in the world that would make me feel a bigger sense of fulfillment. And my wife at the same time is writing this book, Girl, Wash Your Face, which in having read it the first time, I at first panic because, oh my goodness, how vulnerable do you really want to be, my my lady? But um, yeah. ultimately also, you know, in reading it, I said, wow, this is going to connect and you're doing really great things. And maybe there's a way for us to actually make good on this suggestion that we should work together. And so um, it's overwhelmingly exceeded my expectations in terms of what we'd hoped it would be and the worry, if there was one, of what's it going to be like when we work together every single day together. Um, we haven't been sick of each other really at all. If ever um, there was a thing, it's like, hey, it's 10.15. We're in bed at you know nighttime where we should be falling asleep and we're still having a conversation about a thing that's work-related, like turning off has maybe been the hardest thing to do. Yeah, yeah and uh, I can tell you after five years of experience doing this that we still haven't 100% figured that out either. Yeah. And and you guys will figure it out faster than us because I you work very quickly and you're very organized. And, and he's into that, self help. Yeah, and you, yeah, and self help. <laughs> and I just yeah, I just want to. I'm like everything's fine. Leave me alone. Yeah. So, wait yeah. a minute. So I, by the way, Dave, did, were you into self help? Oh, no, 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 no. So in a weird way, I went through what I would, I've I've really kind of just called a uh, a rut. Uh, I went through this phase of like kind of retreating from a better version of myself. And I really believe you're either growing or you're dying. It's not a thing I believed then. I just believed I could provide for my family and have a job that on the outside looked good. And I would um, be okay being just okay and not worry so much about feeling super fulfilled. And it was in that season where Rachel really found self-help and personal development. And as she reached for it, and I saw this amazing version of her showing up every single day, we had a really hard conversation of, uh, hey, what happens if I, Rachel, keep growing every day and you, Dave, uh, stay stuck in the status quo or frankly, keep progressing into a version that's you know tomorrow not as good as today? We're going to have a harder time connecting in three months and in three years. And um, 
it was a wake up call. And so against my will, where I thought like you're all charlatans and it's voodoo, (laughs) I agreed to go to a personal development conference and it literally changed my life and it changed the way I thought about it. I thought that self-help was for broken people. And as much as I was a broken person at the time that I reached for it, I now have an appreciation that people who lean into it and reach for it, uh, like a professional athlete who shows up every day in the off season to get better for the next year. uh, I'm just a better version of me when I'm consistently spending time in it. Kim is staring daggers at me right now. It's no. unbelievable. Well, like she's just, she's got this. She, do you have Rachel? Do you have an "I told you so" look? It's not a smile. It's very wide-eyed, and it's it, no, it, it it's, says millions of words. And I, most of them are. Yeah, I think all wives probably have that look. Uh, for us, from my perspective, I think it was. Um, I had come out of a really hard childhood, and I was looking at family members and family friends who are making choices in their lives. Like I grew up just thinking, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to suffer from this stuff. I don't want to still be dealing with the same crap 20 years from now. And so I started doing a lot of work really prompted by getting to kind of rock bottom for me, which was, uh, I I had two young children at the time and I had a company of people who were depending on me to do my work. And I was having debilitating anxiety attacks. Um, and I would go during the day and I would, you know, do all the things for all the other people. Then I come home at night and get in bed and just cry. And Dave was like, babe, I don't know. You know, I don't know how to help you. I don't know. And I was like, I don't even know what's wrong. I just, I, I can't stop feeling this way. And so I started therapy. That was like the first step for me. I really dug into therapy and did a lot of work to get past it. And once I learned how to navigate around the anxiety, I started to ask better questions about, well, like, dang, what else mm-hmm. could I could I learn to control my anger with my children? Could I learn to be forgiving of my parents? Could I, um, you know, could I get in shape? Could I get healthy? Like if the tools are out there to get past this thing, which seems so impossible to me, maybe the tools are out there for other things. And as I started to dig into it, like Dave said, it was actually, I think what was so profound about that experience for us was it was the first time in our relationship. And we had been together for a while at that point. It was the first time in our relationship that he didn't like what I was doing and I didn't care. So mm. people always ask us like, oh, how, how can I change my partner? And my response is always, if you want to change someone, change yourself. You mm. dig in, you do the work and you don't do it in a way that's like, come on, babe, it's not controlling. It's not, you know, like a shrew. You're not like begging them People have to make change, but people tend to make change when they either hit rock bottom or when they're so inspired by seeing what someone else is doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So when we walked through that season, I was just on fire and I loved it. And it wasn't that I was like, come on, babe, let's do this. It was that I just kept going. And Mm -hmm. finally, Dave was like, okay, I I, I want to know what this is all about. And if you want to know what this is all about, well, man, we got to go to the we got to go to the kingdom, which is Tony Robbins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how it started. By the way, it was it was like baby stepping also, though, into things that didn't feel as overwhelming as like going full tilt into like pers- personal development, yeah. everything. So like 
I did go to therapy and I like for any men that are listening that have some taboo wrapped in therapy, go to therapy. It's, it's rad to have someone who doesn't have anything to judge you for. Want to just sit and listen to you throw up all over their couch. Go do that work. (laughs) I learned so much about myself there. I also like found things that frankly were safe and fitness for me became a thing where I could invest in me and see a result and train my brain that if I were to actually invest in a thing that I could get a result. And then I started like Rachel did asking questions about doing work in spaces that still felt a little taboo for dudes. But hey, if I made progress here, maybe I could make progress in how I think about mindset or how I think about goals or how I think about motivation or habits or whatever it might be. I'm so curious too. Do y'all know your Enneagram number? So hilarious, Rachel. Um, what just happened? What exactly. Did she, what did she I have about? sent him this survey. Like Is this 90, a Scientology thing? No. Like, 47 oh times. No, it's so I've sent him this thing 47 times. I, um, yeah, so I, we have done, we, we've been very open. We go to marriage counseling more as like a status check. We have a great, wonderful marriage, but we go see, talk to somebody just to talk through stuff. Absolutely. Big, yeah. And I have gone to therapy. Um, Penn has not, I call him my human golden retriever. He's always really happy. He's really messy. And I think, so any sort I of. I smell your crotch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Um, but I think that any sort of. Um, you know, I, it, girl, wash your face was so impactful and I'm so happy that it's on top of these charts and I, and I've recommended it to all my friends and the people listening here, but I think there needs to be a dude watcher, wash your face. He's literally writing it right now. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. welcome. What yeah. are you calling it? Is it dude wash your literally, face? Right now, right now it's literally dude wash your face. Dude wash your face. Well, that okay. would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So you're onto something because I don't want it to be where, I'm thinking you're not broken, Penn. You're not. You're you're great, and he's an amazing dad. He quit his job so he could see his kids more. I mean, he's an amazing husband. All of the things, but I think there's there's room for so much more. What's, so that's that. You yeah. know what's been really interesting in this adventure of ours is every time we start stumbling into something that feels a little embarrassing or there's a little self consciousness for it, we have to push ourselves right through that discomfort and speak it into this space that we're living in because the things that have resonated the most, the reason why this book works, the reason why even though I'm super uncomfortable to be as vulnerable as I'll need to be to talk about 20 lies that I once believed as a man, but now that I don't can be a better version of myself, like that's countercultural. All of the things that mm-hmm. we're talking about that are working as well as they are tend to be things that people don't want to talk about, but that universally people struggle with. Me too, power, powerful words in this English language of ours. And so when people have this permission almost to also feel some of the things that you are feeling, it creates community, but it also creates a first step to try and ask the questions of how you overcome whatever that thing might be because of seeing, oh, hey, I'm not the only one that's dealing with it. I think a good way to, to get started here is for me to tell you why I'm not going to be good at this. Is that, is that a good way to start? Okay, so let's start with that, and then we can see how they respond, because they're very good at this. Yep. I've heard, the, their, I've heard yeah. their podcast, and I'll say, well, I'm blah, 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 and let's see if they can, okay. if they can if, solve if, the weirdest if dude their on BS the planet. detector okay, goes good. off. Okay. All right, so the, um, the, the, the dating your... Um, or, or the, the relationships... Your dating yeah. your wife. I am your wife. That was part of it. There was also one thing about just how to organize and 
um, like make priorities and schedule these quarterly meetings and make sure things are planned out so that everyone knows what their intentions are. And I love all of that. And I wish I could do it. Um, <laughs> and I'm capable of doing it. But Dave just mentioned, like, I wrote that, I wrote that song. And the only reason I wrote that song and it was even remotely decent and fun is because I did have 90 seconds to write it. You were like, under spontaneity, pressure. Yeah. Spontaneity is such an important part of my life. I was a He literally went upstairs at noon to write it. And he came down at 12.15 and then we went, drove over to Max's because we sit in Max's basement yeah, to do this. So, so my question is, for, for someone who needs to plan out and give that sort of attention, I can't lose the spontaneity. It's, it's like it's my livelihood. It's how I make my money. So fix me. Well, yeah, we're going to fight over this. I mean, you go first. Well, I'll start with it, it, life is always going to be coming at you, especially when you have kids and busy jobs, the ambition you have. And if you, at the beginning of a week, we do it on Sunday night, aren't being conscientious of how you're lining up a babysitter for your Thursday date night, if you're not planning right now who's dropping the kids off at this practice versus that one or what meal you need to have prepped for this day versus that day, the time for that meal is going to show up and you're going to make a bad choice health-wise versus something that could have been otherwise prepared in a better, a bit better of a way. Or you're going to have a, an argument between the two of you over, wait a second, I just picked up the kids last time instead of it being something that was negotiated in this objective environment, say on a Sunday, or in the most important case, Thursday's going to come, a sitter won't have been planned, you're not going to get to that date night, and now all of a sudden, instead of getting time away from your kids to fuel, you're going to be bummed because life just showed up. And so I would say, like, make the plans, but then don't reveal what that date night's going to look like. Let the spontaneity show up, but have prepared the date night for actually taking off and happening and then surprise her when you get to that date night so you can still have that thing that you love happen but actually making sure that it gets to launch in the first place plan for spontaneity all right here's my therapy session for you let's buddy. hear it um, Please. Uh, who who were you in your family growing up like what was your role well i, I i'm a preacher's kid yeah and uh for my immediate family i was the um I think I was. He was. The, he, he's the younger sibling. I'm gonna mm-hmm. answer for him. And his dad joked. He was quoted at a newspaper saying his oh. dad joked. He came out waiting for applause. Yeah, I, I so. like. I could have. I could have actually like given it to you before yes. I said it. I just wanted to confirm. Like, oh, you're you, the entertainer, and yes. a big part of I'm gonna guess what ha- in your own um, self-image that has made you special and unique, and that you've been able to love on people is is this humor, is this spontaneity, is this. I'm I'm going to guess you kill at a party. I'm going to guess oh you're gosh. super funny. Like you're the one everybody invites, even if they barely know you. Cause they're like, man, that guy's going to be a good time. Oh my God. So and- many weddings we get invited to because of that. Anyway, <laughs> sure. go ahead. But here, wait, here comes the turn, but here comes the turn. <laughs> yeah, so what, what I believe is that a lot of times we, when we have learned to perform a certain way and we have been rewarded in life or in business because of the person that we are, we establish a limiting belief about ourselves that the only way we can continue to be successful is if we continue to do it exactly like this. So in my own life, I was the achiever. So my dad's a preacher, but it manifested in, I have to get straight A's. I've got to get the part in the play. I've got to score a goal on the soccer team because that's the only way I got attention. 
And a lot of my success came out of um, trying to achieve to get noticed, but also a lot of my success came um, as a result of making it through hard things. So for a lot of my earlier life and into my early 20s, I really believed I, I had this limiting idea that life had to be bad in order for me to be successful. So I would self-sabotage situations because if I'm overcoming something hard, that's how I get to the next level. And what I would say to you is your spontaneity, your spontaneity, that humor, your, um, your insight, that like unique gift, that's who you are. That's at your core. If you change how intentional you are with your wife or your children or your health or anything else, that's not going to change who you are at your core. So either it's a limiting belief that you have or it's an excuse that you hold on to. Like, well, if I got more organized, then I wouldn't be as creative that, as I am. He literally said that yesterday. Yeah. So that was a truth bomb there. Thank you. (laughs) We invited you here for a personal counseling session. Great. The first first question at a good personal development conference is, who did you need love from most when you were a child? And you answer mother or father. And who did you have to be for them to get that love? And we already know the answer from Mm -hmm. everything we've already said, so you don't need to say it. But when you understand that, it informs a little bit of why, why you, you act the, the way, way you that you do. Yeah. And then if you, you know, want to change who you are in certain situations or at least understanding like the, the reason why you do the things you do, um, you get to, you know, have a little more control over how you decide to show up. Well, I think I have to say too, um, just like, I want to speak this into you because I am a creative person. I'm a writer and that's my livelihood and it's how I teach. And it's a huge part of my heart. And my early years as a writer, I would make myself like physically sick, stressing out. I would get into the worst place emotionally because on some level I thought that's where I had to be to create. And I went to a crap ton of therapy and I had a therapist say to me once, like, have you ever just started, have you ever tried to write from a place of joy, from a place of gratitude, from a place of blessing to see if it's true? Like, what could you create when you were doing things you didn't, you know, like that you thought you, you let go of that stuff you thought you needed. So I mean, you're not talking back to us right now, so I don't know if you're like middle <laughs> fingers up or if you're like in no. a ball in the corner. Um, but I just want to encourage you, if if you feel like you're doing great, man, keep on trucking. But if you know in your heart that, hey, there's something more, even in just one area of your life, the great things about you are not going to go away. Your ability to write a song in 15 seconds will not go away because you're a bit more intentional in the areas that you want to grow in. Okay. I'm going to go call my parents because <laughs> I have some things to say. To me. No, no, no sorry, look, I'm deflecting again. That wasn't fair. Thank you guys so much. That was, that was so thoughtful. And I am going to listen to that 17 times and make sure that I'm hearing it. And I think you, hit a lot of nails on a lot of heads, and I'd like to change the subject. Um, I've got another one, okay? So so they talked about uh, asking for help. Mm -hmm. And this is something that you and I um, have uh, a thing about because we are creators in the YouTube, Facebook, Instagram space, and the most popular, most successful things are – they're things that look like they are made just by you. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And most of our stuff, 
most of our stuff is made just by us. Our yeah, videos, it's just we us. write them. We, I mean, well, someone else writes them. We steal the music and we write, write lyrics on top of them. But, um, you know, we edit all of it. We shoot the majority of it. Sometimes we bring a shooter in. And, and Kim, rightfully, is saying, we need help. And I listened very carefully to your podcast when you talked about this. I loved the example of, I don't know who the woman was, the woman on the Today Show who said, oh, I'm just really organized and it, it made you want to explode. And I think it's important that people admit that they need help sometimes, but every time we try to get help, it ends up being a super talented person who after about six or seven months, it seems doesn't really want to be doing it anymore. It's not that they're not talented. It's just not a great fit. So I am terrible at hiring people. And we've got Dave here. Dave ran, you know, <laughs> a, lot like of a people. tiny little company. Maybe he could help us like the, on the best practices for hiring the right kind of or getting bringing on the right kind of help and partners. Uh, um, where do you guys live? I want to like live, have dinner with you that last oh like, six hours. Oh my gosh! I got friends in Houston. Uh, yeah, we're in Texas. We're in Texas often, so we're just going to knock on your door okay, one great. day. We're in Raleigh, Perfect. North Carolina. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, so I want to talk about two kinds of help here. I want to talk about the kind of help that you need to like live your life in a in a way that works. And I also want to talk about scaling your business because for years and years and years, I can recognize in retrospect that I kept this business from growing the way that it should because I didn't know the right kind of people to hire. And because I was fearful of hiring people who were at a higher level than I was. Um, mm -hmm. And in order to scale in this space, especially like right now, we are making massive investments in our business by hiring people who are all like a large group of people who are all six figures and above. Uh, mm. be because if when it comes to business guys, and I hope I'm sure that you have a vision of where you want your company to be in two years or five years or a decade, you need to hire people for the company you want three years from now, not the company you have today. You need to hire someone who has been at the place that you want your company to be three years from now so that they can help pull you up to that level. Also, like for like the worry of someone who, you know, is there but then isn't there for a long time, like hiring the very, very best people absolutely is a thing. You got to like, I would argue, spend a little bit more than you think you need, get a level of that's a little bit more advanced than you think you need for the reasons that Rachel just said. But also the recognition or realization that the team that got you here will probably not be the team that gets you there is an okay thing and a thing that you have to get your head out, like just kind of comfortably around. The the strengths and the skills of the group of people that get you from, um, you know, from 10,000 followers on YouTube to 100,000 are a different group of people than the, the group that gets you from 100,000 to a million and a million to 10 million. And so like being conscientious of what it might mean to going out and finding higher caliber, more connected, more technically you know, savvy people at each of those different thresholds is a thing that I'd say you always have to kind of keep on your radar as well. Also, you we... Had, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. You, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, first of all, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but you had me until six-figure salaries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, we want to do big work. We want to do big things. Sure. And I would... Uh, look, I am... Uh, Y'all have some idea of what my career looks like today, and I think it's really important to, to remind everyone. I've been reminding everyone of this over and over and over. I was a food blogger six years ago. 
That's right. A food blogger with a high school diploma. And now I'm doing this massive work and we have these huge conferences. We just had a movie in theaters and books and all of these things because for the longest time, like I I heard something recently and it's one of the most profound things I've heard in my life. And I'm going to like challenge you to look into your hearts on this idea. I don't know the structure of your business. I know you from a fan perspective of watching your videos with my kids. So I don't know what you guys are doing in terms of the bigger business, but let me say this to you. There comes a point in people's lives where the uh, success that they have had surpasses the vision they have for their lives or their business. And you will unintentionally start to self-sabotage and keep yourself from growing bigger because you've reached the pinnacle of where your dream told you you could go. So as someone who used to be a blogger, for me, it was like the most greatest thing I could have imagined you know, eight years ago would be a bunch of fans on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so what I would challenge you in is like, and I know not everybody has the same kind of ambition, but you're doing this great work. What does it look like at a bigger scale? What does it look like to challenge yourself past the space that you're in? And if you want to challenge yourself past the space that you're in, that looks like a company where hiring someone with a six-figure salary is not weird or unusual. That's just Tuesday. And, uh, I mean, we are in the, like, as an individual, you are the five people you surround yourself with the most. So think about, are you, are you the smartest, most motivated, the most savvy, the most creative people that you are individually hanging out with as business owners? Are you in relationship with people that are at your level, below your level, or above your level? If you're not in community, in relationship, doing life with people on an individual basis or people in business that are better than you at the things that you're doing, it will not occur to you to reach for more. And in fact, if you're working in circles where people are less motivated, you will be mediocre people or bringing mediocre people or bringing big, great people back to mediocre. You don't want to be in a spot where somebody who isn't as driven as you or isn't as visionary as you is pulling you back or creating limitations that are artificial and not even real. That is so much truth right there because most of the people I spend my time with are like eight and 11 years old. Exactly right. Exactly right. So. Just a quick update. Kim pointed at me when you said self-sabotaging your business, and now <laughs> then he, we're then in he, a fight. No, then he pointed at me, <laughs> so and then great. I and then I gave him the finger, and then he gave me the finger we back. We just gave each other the finger, but out of love. Talk. That's so, like the "I love you" finger. Thank you. Not so like... we're gonna talk. We got plenty to talk about after <laughs> yes. you guys. Yes. No, I, I know we, this isn't a business podcast, but I no, do think no. like our business really started to change when we started pushing ourselves into conferences and settings where we were with people who were running $15 million companies, $50 million companies who were throwing around concepts that we had never even thought of. And it made us start to think differently. Um, proximity is power. So when you are in close proximity to people who are at a different level than you, all of a sudden it changes your perception of what's possible. So hang out, hang out with proximity? us long enough. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, we're, that, we're on our way to Austin yeah, right now, yeah, actually. But, like, it, but quick question, is that physical proximity or is that just like building a closer relationship with somebody? Yeah, I think it's a closer relationship. Like the, in the last six months, this, like getting to this level with the platform has made it so that a lot of 
bigger people in this space have started reaching out to us. And all of a sudden, if I needed to right now, I could call 10 of the biggest personal growth speakers in the world and ask for advice or um, have them guide me through signing a new book contract or ask them how I, you know, navigate anything that we're, we're doing in the same way that, you know, Dave knows so many people from the entertainment industry so that if we needed to ask a question there, it's picking up a phone call. So a lot of these people, I know you guys do this, like my best friends are social media friends. I've never mm-hmm. even met them in real life. Um, but it's just like, Hey, you do what I do. You're at a higher level. You had a question about how you could do Instagram better. And now I can ask you about how I can negotiate this contract. So no, I don't think mm-hmm. it's proximity in person. I just think it's the ability to, to connect on a real level. And, and, um, we, we started this talking about getting help and getting help for a business. And I think I, I, this isn't a business podcast, but I think it applies to so many, uh, moms Parents. and families yeah. out there that are, they're trying their side hustle and they're trying to turn that in. And how do you turn a side hustle into a real job? And it's getting help. Um, and then, and then help at home. You guys are very forward, like very honest about you guys have, you have four kids, first of all, which as you say, is like a thousand. You have help. You don't do this on your own and there's no shame in asking for help. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, it's not that we were super comfortable from the word go. Rachel was more comfortable before I was comfortable. There's just, I don't know, stigma around talking about it. Yeah. Dave Dave was like, let's have the help, but then tell no one. Yeah. And, and then I, Finally realized that one, it was a disservice in the same way that you know your reference Penda, the you know Today Show person was a disservice. But I, I, I am at a place now where it's I'm comfortable suggesting one, if you want to judge us for needing or or having help, that is not any. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. That is a reflection mm-hmm. of something that you are personally struggling with as you are either not allowing other people to come and help you and are completely underwater and are wishing that you were in a place where you could uh, raise your hand and say you need help. Or Um, that's just not what it looks like in your family. That's not your value. That was the next point. And the reality really for our children is this is the only life they've ever known. They've got a great Mm -hmm. life. They are surrounded every single day by love and they appreciate that the work that we're doing and our mission is truly to put tools into other people's hands to help them make their lives better, that we can do this work in part because of our having a, an extended family, as it were, that comes around them on an every single day basis. So I want to speak to really quickly, not everybody needs the level of help that we have. Uh, I just want to encourage if you're a stay at home mom right now and you feel like you're drowning, you feel like you're depleted, you, you are struggling so hard, sister, just give yourself two hours. Just, you know, and even if you don't have the money to afford a babysitter, trade with another mom. Hey, I'll take your kids for two hours on Thursday. If you take mine for two hours on Tuesday, and then we can both, you know, go to a Starbucks and scroll Instagram or go walk (laughs) around Target by yourself. Like it does not have to be some huge extravagant thing that you're doing, but we should all have that moment of self-care. Like, yes, I know the kids might cry and yes, they would prefer that you were with them instead of anybody else. But you are also your own person and you are deserving of some time away. And if you do not ask for help, and more than that, if you do not accept help when it's offered, because so many people are often trying to help you, but you don't like the form that the help comes in. 
So like your mother-in-law has offered to watch the kids six times, but you don't like your mother-in-law. So you keep (laughs) saying no, or your husband is trying to help you clean the house, but he doesn't fold the towels in the right way. Like get over yourself, stop Mm -hmm. being a martyr, accept the help and freaking go to Starbucks and just sit there in peace. And people want to help and women, especially I, I want to help people. And I was able to help a friend yesterday and she kept apologizing and thanking. But I, it was a it was a pleasure to help. And it wasn't because I needed her to you know pay me back or do you know, any of that. It was it, people want to help you. And it's something I've learned in my old age to ask for the help and then accept it graciously. Um, well, yeah. we've said to a lot of times and so many of the things that we've put online or wherever that we are better versions of our parenting self when we've started with self-care. I mean, the, we, I am not as good a dad if I'm not going to the gym or eating right. I'm not as good a dad if we aren't consistently having our date nights. I'm, I, I'm not. So my kids know Thursday nights is a date night. It's been that way since they were born. It's as normal to them as the season's changing. And as much as there are times when they don't love that we're leaving on a Thursday, I got to be honest, and I'm not apologetic about it, I don't care if it bums (laughs) them out. Because when I come back, I'm a better dad for having been out making out with my lady on a Thursday. Amen. And don't you feel like your kids need that relationship? We have we have a couple babysitters in rotation, a couple babysitters slash nannies, and I love that they have somebody else that loves them, and they have another adult that they can turn to they feel safe with. I think it's very healthy, personally. Uh, our kids, our three boys, just came back from having had a summer camp experience where they got to have like just the way to show up as a young man modeled by people that weren't me and their ability, right? In the same way that like between spouses, sometimes I'll say something and Rachel can't hear it. And then Penn comes on. It's like, oh yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) Same thing for our kids, right? Like having another person of authority represent a way to be had my boys coming back with a better sense of respect and a better sense of responsible risk and a better sense of stuff that if I had said it, it wouldn't have been heard in the same kind of way. So, and at the same time too, I want to say this about date night in particular, I am, Rachel and I are modeling for our four children, how we hope that they as grown adults treat their relationship. And so I want them to think that it's just as normal as anything else that regularly we pause our family life for our couple life so that they, when they become a couple, do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think it's a beautiful example and one we try to set. I have to say we have been bad at bad at date nights over the summer, but we do have a date night tonight inspired by one of your podcasts. Awesome. And it's I should have I should have mentioned it before. It's the Rise podcast and then Rise Together. Just look on iTunes and there you'll see their just mugs up the there. Just go to the very top. Just go to the very top. <laughs> yeah. Scroll to the top and go there to the they top. are. Um, so I and I will thank you for that. And then now the challenge is have us, we should not talk about the kids and not talk about work. Dude, and then, we're going to be talking about who's sabotaging the company for the entire <laughs> dinner. Like, that's, what, no. that's exactly what we're no, going to talk about. No, no, and no, no more middle fingers. I promise. Yes. Okay. And also, I just want to I want to thank you guys for taking the time uh, to speak to us. You are so giving with your ideas. Um, we did not 
pay you anything to come on here. <laughs> You're doing this out of the goodness of your heart. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is we're, we're going to say thank you. And Kim and I are going to kind of unpack a little bit of what we've just heard. So, by the way, the Rise and Rise Together podcast, Girl, Wash Your Face. I, I loved it on Audible because I love hearing the author's voice. So I totally recommend it on Audible or you can buy the book. You have a book club. You had you had something in theaters. What else you guys have going on and where else can where can people find you? We have a site called letsrise.co and on letsrise.co, co, there's everything you could need to know about upcoming events. The next of our events is a couples conference here in Austin, Texas on September 21st and 22nd. We also have a one day version of our rise conference, which is a gathering for women to be uh, both encouraged and have their butts kicked just a little bit. That's happening in January and February leading into the release of Girl Stop Apologizing, which is the next nonfiction book from Rachel that comes out on March 12th. Our next Rise oh my Lord, Weekend just event Don't give is the No, I, I want all this stuff. Holy I'm going to be like, is, no. It, rise it's Weekend amazing. comes Keep in going. mid-June in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, that's what we got. Is that is that, that enough for now? No, I'm that, just so excited. I love this business. That's the best place so, to find us. And Instagram, yes. Uh, so I am Ms. Rachel Hollis, and he's Mr. Dave Hollis. Okay. And what time do you guys wake up to get all these books written? Five I a.m. Mean, Five a.m. Okay. Okay, that's that seems like that seems that's doable. A, I mean, a it's hard a hard task. <laughs> I do a hundred percent want to encourage you in this. Um, we want to be a resource for you guys, and I really feel like I know we came on today so we could talk about relationships and all of that. But I I feel like in my heart we're supposed to talk to you about your business. So let's uh, connect offline and uh, have a have a group chat. I would love that. Thank you so much. You are just as heavenly in person over the podcast headphones as you are. Um, on your own podcast and book and all that. So Wait thank till you we so hang much. out over margaritas. You're not oh, even going to know what hit you. Oh, well, I know what will hit me, and it'll be tequila. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you, guys. you. So that was great. I like I love them. I want to be them. They, they're very aspirational. I think they're younger than us, but I want to be them when I grow up. Yeah. yeah. Are they younger than us? I think so. Oh, man. Don't you, us. don't you hate that also when you see somebody uh, that's insanely successful and you're like, oh, they're 24. I, I hate that I'm the same age as Tiger Woods. <laughs> right? But, yeah, I mean, but is it really going well for him? Yes. No. Yes, it is. In his personal life. Well, he's had some downtime. He's made some bad decisions. Stop. That's but a like, bad When comparison. he was 25, remember I was like, Tiger Woods, he's 25. He's doing a little bit better, better than I am right now. <laughs> He'd won like nine majors. Sorry. Ma- Hi, Max, by the way. Hello. By the way, that was Max. Max is our producer. We've not introduced him because we had a lot to unpack and a lot to talk about. Let's and unpack that. Yeah, yeah. So you think I'm sabotaging our business. Stop Let's start it. with that. No. No, not at all. So here's my thing. I'm very open to learning more about myself, learning more how to deal with other people. I read a lot of books that are found in the self-help category. Um, I am not. You are not. Yeah. And I think that it is. It, it does come in our marriage as we get very personal. There is a conversation of like, I want to grow and change in this way. I love having the conversations like, what do you think we're going to be doing in five years? And of course, those things change. And it doesn't need to be something that's written in stone. Right. But you are like, I can't think about tomorrow. Yeah, and we've had. I'm enjoying the. the t- I do the, my best when I'm enjoying today. 
Is right. it a fair assumption, though, that uh, you two are, are different people, right? We already kind of know that, that the, the extrovert, the introvert. Is it fair to say that the Hollises are very similar people to each other? So maybe that's how it works with them. Am I wrong? I mean, the, we got to get to know them better. Right. And apparently we're uh, flying out to see them six times in the next two weeks. I, I'm, it's totally happening. So you got to yeah, do that. But um, it seems like they attack life in the same but, but maybe not always. So that's what that was Dave's conversation. Not, I think he did. He, had, he was an amazing creative person in a very corporate job. And so they can now speak on a united front about all right, these things because they've worked out what their differences are. So that's what we're trying to do uh, right now. And maybe we can just <laughs> knock that out before lunch. That'd be great. No, so she, she just said one thing that really like she said a lot of things that struck me. The whole thing about my parents, I got quiet because I was about to start crying. Um, I know what was so so who is the the person that my dad here's your dad yeah. and your dad was never there that's right yeah and not because he was a bad parent he was a no, he pastor was... probably a lot like uh Rachel preachers are gone all the time yeah so uh there, that was yeah. and then how did in you the have short to amount get... of time I had him I had to get his attention and how did you way. get his attention um grades sports music performing a lot uh, of jazz hands. And then, yeah, and he still doesn't understand. He still is asking me if I need money because he doesn't understand social media. So he's, it's like, Dad, you're still out He's like, well, I still don't understand what you do. Boy, I love you. <laughs> but what is it that you do? Um, so, I mean, like that part really hit me. The other part that hit me, and I'm thinking about the whole like sabotaging a, a, a business because I don't want to sabotage the business. I love it. It's my livelihood and it's also my relationship with my wife. But she mentioned a circle and I do sense a cycle or a circle happening that you get stuck in, which comes back to me in it's got to just be me. It's got to just be me and her and it can't be anybody else because anytime it's anybody else, we go to that place where it feels like it's somebody else and our brand is all about us. And so I, we go out and we try to find people and then it comes back to like, for example, can I give an example? There has been an offer made to us to do a live touring show. Mm. So it would be a live, there'd be some song and dance. So the hilarity would be that I can't actually sing, although I can dance. So I would be lip syncing, which would be hilarious and would be very like, Oh, but he, he um, Penn can write songs on the spot. He has a musical he wants to write. So it'd be part of this like marriage, the musical, but stage show. And so there would be a big, like there'd be, you know, uh, you know, some, it'd be just a live stage Theatrics show. And- Theatrics, but yet very, you know, almost like stand-up comedy, family, but family friendly, but more Pixar family friendly. So there'd be like, you know, definitely speaking with. The, the moms and dads, but kids... Innuendo, In, Innuendo, perhaps. So, but that would require hiring writers, producers, things that we've not done before. And it could cost us a lot of money and it could be a huge failure. Um, of which we have several already. We don't have huge failures that well, cost a lot of money. We have, a, not, we have a lot of failures, but not anything that costs a lot of money. Simple question. Would it make you happy to do this? Max is now. Yeah. Our self Max is our new Hollis. I think that um, I would I would love the challenge. It scares me because I don't think that – I don't know that people would actually pay to come. It feels weird that people would pay to come see us. I like I don't know if we have the money to to do it right now. Like we have to like the, I think our first thing is we have to start saving more if we're going to start investing because you can't get a loan to pay somebody. That's cash out of your pocket. We could get you know a I, mean? I bet loan. I know people that would want to pay to watch you guys do that show. Mm, my mom. 
There's only so many times my mom will go see the show. That's true. Um, no, but like these, you know, look. But those are my I own be, beliefs too. I, I want to be aware of that circle is what I'm saying. I want to be aware when I'm, if I'm going back to my own little hole and saying this only works when it's just us, which is so far been true, but that doesn't mean it, it's always going to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we could find a group of people around us who could help us with our brand, um, maybe maybe one of them is listening right now. Hey. I got to say that was one of the coolest things that Dave mentioned was the company that you keep and be around people that are also like-minded that want to move forward because it's kind of it, everybody's inertia is pushing them forward yeah. to that great yeah. spot. And I mean, I don't know listeners themselves, but I know for me, like getting rid of toxic friendships and relationships really mm. helps push your own life. Yeah forward yeah it's gonna be awesome because we're gonna like kim's gonna call rachel and she's gonna be like for free i'd like to fix everything (laughs) (laughs) no No, and that's i mean i but obviously that's not the answer well that that being said we don't we have you know the ab family who we've interviewed we were you know friends with them but we don't talk business stuff with them um and and we should they've they've offered they have a huge you know social media and they've offered to help it but i I always feel bad i'm like oh i don't want to take them up on that and then there's that accept help from people i totally no, yeah. I am super. I, I I accept help in forms of you can you please help me pick my kids up from school or carpool help or you know I've been sick. Yes, come over and fold my laundry. Like I've done that too. Um, but, but like that sort of stuff, I I need to well, get out of my own way. We only discussed Penn on with the Hollises on this whole. Oh, episode. there was a whole lot of me. Yeah. yeah. So Kim is the is the thirty thousand footer, mm-hmm. and if she were to ask her something. I don't know. But can I put words in your mouth? Of course. It's our man. We're married. That's I, what you do. I think um, like a, one of your biggest challenges is convincing me to agree with everything that you say. <laughs> and how do I do that? I think she does a, a 90 with a 95% success rate convince me uh, of things, whether it's uh, overt or subversive. Uh, she does a very good job of that. But I also think Kim is aware that we are we provide content and we provide entertainment and the way that this business is going, we're going to need to provide an actual product at some point that people will feel better off having and probably at some point paying for. And like something that 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 people would be thrilled to, to have as part of their lives. Yeah. And the Hollises have figured that out, mm-hmm. right? And um, it would allow us to have more stability across all platforms, but also still do some of the spontaneous things that we do. Yeah. Um, and th- what's the day? Like that's, that's a tough answer. Cause we've tried, we've tried things like what, um, we've tried a board game. That's still, by the way, we have like a licensing conversation that's happening, that's right. not dead. but it's, you know, it, that was, that's not, that's not a failure. I didn't say it was a failure. I said, we've tried it. Yeah. Okay. But you guys um, have a lot of different mediums yeah, that you we're, work we're, in. We're working on another product that has more. It has led to more issues than we probably would have imagined. True I, or false? I have. True or I false? have. Oh my gosh, Ben! Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> this date night tonight is going to be amazing. Well, I'm trying to get it all out of the way so we don't talk about it when we're the date no, night. No, I have a product coming that I'm so excited to talk about. And it, but things t- that that is something also that in the YouTube space and in Facebook videos, Penn had an idea for a video that we're, we're going to be putting it out next Monday and it's hilarious. He had an idea for the video. He went upstairs, he wrote it in 37 seconds. He came downstairs, we shot the video, it's done. Wow. So I have a product I'm developing, just filed the patent. I'm so excited to talk about it. Once I get like the patent application, I'm going to totally talk about it. Um, and I want to go on Shark Tank and it's going to be amazing. 
But it, it, I had to deal with a design company and get prototypes and critique the prototypes and all that. So that doesn't happen in 37 seconds. That happens over the course of a year. So I've been developing this for, at this point, we're at month eight. So uh, we're an eight-month process. And it, but it's not like I've, it's been my full-time job every day. And I'm super impatient about it. I, I know. know. You, have you guys picked up on that? I know. I'm, but the, I think that's a product of who you guys are. I think you're satisfied having many projects, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you couldn't have just been... Kim, you couldn't have just been on Inside Edition for the rest of your life. Like, no. Even if you would have taken Bill O'Reilly's spot and it would have been oh, your geez. show, I'm just saying at some point you would have said, no, I got to do something Bill O'Reilly else. was the host of Inside Edition in like the 80s. It's Deborah Norville. Get with the picture. Just saying. <laughs> the Norv. Um, do it live! <laughs> uh, and Kim, you're the, I mean, Penn, you're the same way. You were an anchorman, but you were this, you were that. Like, There are a lot of things you guys like to do, and I think that's part of the charm of the Holderness family, like you, you, you're multiversed, and I know because I see a lot of the feedback from the podcast that the podcast seems to really touch a lot of people and reach out to them in a different form. Right. So I think, yeah, you guys got to do what makes you happy. And, and I am loving theme. this podcast. Um, I have learned so much, and I, I enjoy this format, and I love the feedback that people are sending. So thank you for that, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel Whoever like this Peggy is I, sure does send a lot of reviews. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if you heard it in the beginning uh, in the song from Beyonce, but uh, reviewing us really does help, um, it, and it will allow us to you, do more podcasts and to have more fantastic guests. So if you like the podcast, if you don't mind, a couple things you can do. You can take a screenshot and then tag us on Instagram, uh, put us in your Insta stories, put us on your Instagram page, and we'll definitely uh, comment and be friends and have a conversation. Uh, Go to Apple, uh, give us five stars, if that's what you think it deserves, and uh, and a review or wherever you're listening. But thank you so much for getting this far on the podcast. We love you. I love you too, honey. Thank you for going on this journey with me. (laughs) And I'm sorry... Yeah, here we go. Okay, that's a good way to end it. Gotta write an opening jingle. Call my buddy Dave. I said, hey, what's your favorite singer? He said, hey, Beyonce, we're gonna see her this weekend. I said, word, wrote this verse. Now we're doing a podcast together. And if you like it, can you put a review on it? If you like it, can you put a review on it? It helps SEO when people Google it. If you like it, can you put a review on it? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.